Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Free Basketball. I am your host, Ryan Meadows, and as you can tell, I sound like I'm in a tunnel, and that's because I'm all of a sudden decided, my mic decided to have difficulty recording this part. So I apologize for the audio quality for the beginning of the episode, um, because this episode, it's been a month, We've it's March now, and um, it's time to do some power rankings. With the past month or so, things start to get solidified with the rankings. Now, certainly teams can move up with little runs and win streaks that they have, maybe shooting a little better. Um, especially with this power rankings, we have a team, I think, crack the top 15, or especially the top 10, that I don't think has been in the power rankings at all throughout the year this entire season. So you might be able to guess who that is from the jump. Um, but that is not only what we are doing today on Free Basketball. We are also giving you the episode or the last mascot standing that was promised over a month ago, it feels like, with uh, Nate from Grizz Lead and the Grizz 901 live show. If you pay attention to that, Nathan Qualls has finally joined Cody and myself. We are finally to work out everybody's schedule. And so you want to stick around for that. I promise that my mic will get fixed. And the audio for me will be a lot better for that. But I am recording this Wednesday afternoon, March 1st. So hopefully this will be the last time you hear me sound like this, even though you say, well, you sound like this typically. And that's probably a fair statement. I've um, been trying to get all the audio stuff fixed so I can sound crystal clear all the time. But um, so I apologize. You have to put through with the power rankings doing it in this format. But I'm going to do this in a little reverse order than I have been doing it. I've been doing 1 through 15. I'm actually going to go reverse 15 to 1. Um, and the reason I'm doing most of this in reverse is because 15 to 9 in my rankings are a certain tier for me. I didn't label all these in different tiers. I know some people do that. But this is a very particular tier for me. And I just have them as my WTF teams. Because these six teams or seven teams that I'm about to list, you just, there's no predicting or telling where they're going to be week in, week out, game after game. So I kind of wanted to lump them all together instead of rushing them at the end, have them at the beginning so we can get through them so we can get more into the nitty gritty of the top eight teams here, uh, maybe specifically more top six. But at number 15 in my rankings right now is the Utah Jazz. Uh, are all signs pointed for them to tank the trade deadline. They dealt Mike Conley. Um, they got rid of Jared Vanderbilt, Mike Beasley. And it was like, okay, we knew they were going to do this at some point. And here it is. And things just haven't really changed that much. They're still about the same. Laurie Markin has been awesome. The emergence of Walker Kessler as a rookie shot blocking uh, rim runner. And, you know, Jordan Clarkson's still doing this thing. And they have a really good coach. So the decision is like, are they just going to keep doing this and make the play in and then flame out? And like, is there a benefit to them to just lose every single game from here on out? Because the bottom of the lottery is basically solidified. There's not going to be more than probably 10 wins combined between the bottom four to five teams, if I had to guess. So for the Jazz, is it really worth it or not? Um, so number 14, this is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Besides this team, I don't have a lot of breakdown analysis. I just have three question marks. Because besides Anthony Edwards, who I absolutely love, um, I love that his statement that he came out with, with the uh, whole, 
why aren't guys playing every game? People pay money to see us play. Like they pay basically our salary with coming to the game and you're just going to spit in their face by not showing up every two to three games. Uh, so Ant is my new king. Would love for him to be on a different team. But the Timberwolves in general, besides Anthony Edwards, are huge question marks. You just never really know what you're going to get from them. So maybe Mike Conley will help them steady the ship. And I know it takes some time to kind of it takes some time to kind of incorporate him into what they're doing. Carl Anthony Towns has missed most of the season. Rudy Gobert, we know, is a complete failure. Um, and so we'll just kind of see what's going on with the Timberwolves in a couple weeks heading into the playoffs. Number 13, another team that's like, what's going on? Who made a move? The Dallas Mavericks. I know they got Kyrie, and everybody's an NBA fan fan expects there to be a situation coming up soon where Kyrie basically tanks their season. But Luka Doncic is that good where they could probably survive that. And so the gamble risk on Kyrie was more higher upside than what they had currently. Um, now, I know they're looking forward to Maxi Kleber coming back to kind of help fix the defense because that has been the problem, right? Defensively, they can't stop anybody. Um, I don't know if Kleber's the only fix that can be to that but he will certainly help uh because he had them playing really well on defense or he was playing really well with them defensively before his injuries cropped up number 12 this is kind of split between two teams um and it's the brooklyn nets and the miami heat you could really tell me either one deserved to be here at 12 and i would be fine with it personally in my ratings right now it's actually the nets and the heat are outside the top 15 but I you can flip it. The Heat have been winning games. The Nets haven't been winning games recently after the trade. Love the team more for the Nets, right? Like I just like what they have with Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, bunch of wings, um, and got Spencer Dinwiddie. But it doesn't really seem like like there's a very high floor with the Nets, but I don't know what the ceiling is for this team. And the Miami Heat are just that pesky, like, annoying team that you can never get rid of. All, all indications, if you took away their win-loss record and just looked at shooting splits and what they do, you know, advanced stat-wise, like, this is a bottom 16 in the NBA. So I just put them here at 12 because I think it's deserved for an Eastern Conference team to be in this top 15 still. So I didn't want to have, you know, 15 Western or 10 Western Conference team and only five Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference, I think, in general, has been maybe a little bit better overall. So this is kind of like a pity spot, but they're a WTF team. Neither one of these. Number 11, the Suns. Yes, they're a WTF team. Everybody getting the Kevin Durant return bump. I know everybody's excited for KD, but the WTF part is, are they going to be healthy? Um, Chris Paul, not a spring chicken. Kevin Durant, always coming back from leg stuff. Uh, Devin Booker has had stuff this season. DeAndre Ayton has had stuff. They don't have a very deep bench, so it's just your top four, and then hope they're just better than everybody else and sustain. This is why they're a WTF team to me, because they're awesome with KD, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Player X to fill out the starting five. It's just the health concern where it's just like, do I really see myself, like, do I see this team winning four straight rounds? Especially if they're going to be a low seed, which I know they're like a four seed right now, so it's not really a low seed, 
but they'll have home court for the first round, but after that, it's done. Are they going to actually move up to a three or a two? I don't, I don't know if they have enough games left to get up there. So I think the Suns could be the biggest candidate to be the higher movers out of these this WTF tier. Um, but I'm just more of like wait and see with this team. And I think that's fair to say because the next team is another wait and see. Number 10, that's the Golden State Warriors. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10, but 8 of their next 12 games are on the road. And did you know they're a 5 seed? I could have sworn they were 11th, 10th, uh, or probably more 9th, 8th or 8th realistically. But they're a 5 seed with everything that has gone on with this team all season. Um, Steph's still out. I'm not sure exactly when he's coming back. Draymond supposedly has something. Everybody's talking about Clay Thompson's resurgence, Jordan Poole. Um, it's just like they're so blah for this year, but they're a five seed. But the eight of the next 12 are on the road. So let's kind of just wait and see a little bit. I, I, I don't think there'll be a huge mover. Like the Suns could be, but that's why these are WTF teams. The last one is number nine team. That's the Los Angeles Clippers. They're actually four and six in their last 10. I mean, they had a brutal recent road game stretch. Um, five of those last 10 were on the road, and they even had more before that. So it's probably like eight or nine of their last 15 have been on the road. So they have a ton of home games left, which which should help them. I know, I'm pretty sure they've lost three straight coming off of the All-Star break and the trade deadline with signing Russell Westbrook. And everybody's talking about Kawhi looking better, and he does, but how long will he last out there? And what what is going on with the Westbrook signing? I, I, no one gets the point. I'm not saying anything new. Um, Russell Westbrook was washed two years ago. And he's certainly not going to help the Clippers now. And I'll just say that for sure. Uh, now, number eight, this is getting out of the WTF tier. That was nine through 15. This team could probably be in it. Uh, but I'm going to give them a little bit of grace for what they've done recently. And that's the New York Knicks. This is a team I mentioned at the beginning that, you know, I don't think had cracked the top 15. Definitely not the top 10 in the NBA in my power rankings, but they're eight and two in their last 10. Tim's has figured out the rotation and Tim's gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of hate for what he does. Um, Reddish being kicked out, Fournier being kicked out. Derek Rose is not playing anymore, but he's going to do whatever it takes to figure out the rotation to get him wins. And he's figured it out. So he should get credit for that. But do you actually believe in them this time? Because we did this, what, two years ago when they were four or five seed and they just, we're not a playoff team at all. Do you believe in them actually this time? Uh, besides that, Jalen Brunson, like that's all I have written down here is just Brunson because Jalen Brunson has been amazing for them and has been an awesome uh, player for the Knicks and to me is the one who de deserved to be in the All-Star over his teammate Julius Randle. Uh, number seven, this is where six, seven gets kind of interesting here. Number seven, the Sacramento Kings. Seven and three in their last 10. They just, uh, two of those wins um, were overtime wins. One specifically was the 176 175 win versus the Clips, which <laughs> just an amazing scoring total. Um, the problem is with the Kings, can they stop anyone? We know about the offense. The offense is awesome, the defense sucks. 
the defense, if they didn't have, like if they were league average offense and had this same amount of defense, they would probably be like the Pistons or like the Pacers. I'll be a little more fair. They would probably be exactly like the Pacers. Um, so their next five, they play the Clippers, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Knicks, and the Suns. So it's an interesting next five who's right on the heels of the number 16 in our list, this number six team in our list for the standings. And that is the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, the Memphis Grizzlies not in the top five of my power rankings heading into the last month, month and a half of the season before the playoffs. They are five and five in their last 10, which I think is a great microcosm of their season. The consistency is certainly not there. Um, now, is this a team that obviously we know they're very young, right? Third or fourth young, youngest team in the league. They have actually had, you know, most young teams like this do not have the playoff taste that this group has had. So is this a group that already understands just get to the playoffs? And I think a lot of their performance and the way they attack every single game would say that they understand that. Because if you watch a Grizzlies game, it's basically a first half, second half, night and day difference. The first half, they play with teams. They just kind of, you know, they kind of go about their rhythm. It's like they're warming up, so to speak. Like it's a pregame to their actual game. And then the second half, they actually they come out and they start blitzing people. So I, it just feels like it, I don't want to keep just, you know, hitting that point over the head with a hammer. But to me, that is what this is for this team, which is going to drive us as Grizzlies fans absolutely insane, right? Because we know what this team could be. They should show out every single night. That has what been their calling card has been for the past couple years. But I think that actually shows a sign of maturity that they know that what they're going to need from their legs and their bodies in the playoffs. And so that's why I think you get a lot of performances like these in games where the first half looks rough. Then the second half is like a completely different team, right? It's that on off switch. The problem I have with that is that sometimes that on off switch can really hurt you. But I'm actually not worried about it for the playoffs because I think my best bet ever would be game one of whoever they're playing in the playoffs that they'll win the first quarter. I don't care who it is. The matchup that it could be, we could have a miserable matchup. Like we could be playing the Suns with Kevin Durant first round. Like we could be playing the Warriors or the Clippers. I would hate that. The Mavericks who always beat us. And I would still take the Grizzlies first quarter because I think they will come out head on fire in the first quarter of the first game of their opening round playoff series. Um, seven of the next nine are on the road. And of course, right when we get home from that, you know, kind of longer road trip, they get the Warriors on a back-to-back. -back. So it's kind of weird and interesting if you look at the schedule, how the NBA have kind of placed, you know, I've kind of led this charge throughout the season. I'm not saying it's conspiracy. Just think it's kind of ironic that a lot of these big games, the Warriors early Christmas Day, Grizzlies played, what, three games in four days. Warriors got three or four days off. Um, Grizzlies play the Warriors back-to-back. -back. Like, 
it's like the war it's like the nba is trying to set up this rivalry with the warriors but the warriors always have more rest <laughs> um and especially coming off a road trip at home it's a back-to-back so it's just a little goofy stuff like that that i noticed that annoys me uh, but obviously with our grizzlies the thing we have been more upset by lately i think has been the late game offense which Rarely kind of reared its ugly head against the 76ers, a game that they absolutely gave away. They should have won. Um, they should be 3-0 and on this run so far. And, I mean, they're 2-1 and right now after wins over the Nuggets and the Lakers. I expect them to beat the Rockets. I mean, I could see them starting slow again and then going crazy like we just talked about. It's just what they do. Um, so 3-1 and heading into that really nice matchup against the Nuggets. Um, but the late game offense has been the issue, right? It is basically stall ball. Uh, the offense has kind of turned into a literal version of jaw walking the dog, trying to kill clock. They just don't do anything. And so I, I don't know if it's like we're saving it for the playoffs or it's just the attitude of the players, not trying to exert so much energy in regular season playoff games against, you know, Joel Embiid. Um, but Certainly, there's something that has to be fixed there. I don't know if it's a rotation thing. Is it just getting Stephen Adams back? Uh, I don't think Stephen Adams is necessarily the fix to that. I get his screening and offensive rebounding could be big. But in late game offense, under three minutes, what if teams start going to to, to hack a Stephen? Right? Like he's shooting like 30% from free throw line. I'm not sure if I want Stephen Adams in there in late game with his free throw shooting this year. And that's something that I don't think, you know, people are really kind of talking about is, yeah, Stephen helps with the rebounding, the defense, you know, screen setting and stuff like that, the continuity. But, you know, a lot of these games come down to the execution of free throws and can you finish? And Stephen Adams has just not shown that ability. So I don't think Stephen Adams coming back by himself is all of a sudden going to fix the late game offensive problems because it wasn't fixed the entire year regardless with him. Uh, it's just exemplified with him out because now we're looking at Xavier Tillman or Brandon Clark. Uh, but the Grizzlies are certainly a good team. I do want to address, you know, Daniel claimed in Grizz 901 that I said 17-8 and eight is the record they needed to be to be the two seed. That is not what I said. Um, I think we landed on 15-10 and 10 is what they really need to be. 17-8 and eight was just like, do they need to? Like, our team's going to actually push them, but we landed on 15-10. and 10. Now he thinks it's 13 and 12, which is fine, but the Kings are on the heels. They've already, they're only a game and a half back. And I get the Kings technically probably have a slightly harder schedule, but this is a team that's on a roll right now that knows who they are. They're completely healthy. Um, I just don't think they can go 500 or thereabouts and hold on to it. Uh, so he claimed he called me stupid. That's not what he called me. Uh, he didn't even call me anything. He just questioned the 17 to 8. And he's wrong. It's not 17 to 8. We think, I think 15 and 10 gets it. So that's where I think the margin needs to be. And they have had a really nice start. Now, we talked about that they needed to be 4 and 1 coming out of this first five-game stretch. That's what makes this game against the Nuggets so imperative to me, which sets them up nicely for the next run, the next five, so to speak. They, it really needs to be 4-1. They need to beat the Nuggets twice in a week and a half. Um, the 3-2 and two is fine. It's not miserable. Um, it, it, it just makes... We don't want it to be where it's coming down to the last three games. 
like the last three to five. That's the biggest thing that we don't want to do with this Grizzlies team is, you know, we want to be able to take off and be really refreshed as a two seed coming against whoever that, you know, probably stronger seven seed is based on who these, you know, where teams end up um, in the uh, standings. So it would be nice to have the break for a couple guys and not have to push so hard in the last handful of games. So the Grizzlies are right outside the top five right now, top six. And with these power rankings, I, there's not a ton of movement, I don't think, especially at the top. Grizzlies could float in there, maybe, but I think they're going to be kind of in the five to six range uh, for the rest of the season now. Things start to shape up and teams don't really move so much. But let's get in this top five. We'll go a little bit quicker here. Wanted to give a little extra talk about the Grizzlies. Top five, the Philadelphia 76ers. I, I hate it. I know it. But I have to put the 76ers here just because they beat the Grizzlies recently. Six and four in their last 10. One of those wins, obviously, was the comeback win versus the Grizzlies. They have a really intriguing five-game road trip coming up. They play the Heat, the Mavericks, the Bucks, the Pacers, and the Timberwolves. But everything with the 76ers, with everything else, is nobody's going to believe in them until they see it in the playoffs. And that's not um, revealing any secrets. That's not a hot take. No one's going to believe this team with Joel Embiid and James Harden until they actually see them win a playoff round or two. Like, I think they're only validated in what they did this season if they make the Eastern Conference Finals. Do I trust Doc Rivers to take this team to Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely not. And I think that's mostly where the problem is, is with Doc Rivers and his unwillingness to try different things, which, you know, has kind of been, uh, okay, I'm not going to say that. But um, like Tyrese Maxey, maybe Tyrese Maxey just isn't that good. Does anybody ever think about that? Like, oh, they have Tyrese Maxey. How are they doing this? Maybe Tyrese Maxey isn't that great. Like, maybe we have, we are evaluating him wrong. Um, Tobias Harris. Like, we know what we're getting out of Tobias. P.J. Tucker is basically dead. Um, I, just no one's going to believe in this team at all unless they make the conference finals. And anything short of that is a complete and abject failure. Uh, number four on my list, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 7-3 in their last 10. <sighs> they are kind of like the consistency. Um, like, they're basically the Grizzlies, right? Like, are they maybe just a more adult version of the Grizzlies? Like, literally, their players are older. Uh, Darius Garland is a more set-up point guard, right? More of a facilitator. Donovan Mitchell is like the running gun, more mature version of Desmond Bain. Um, like they have Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Like Evan Mobley skinnier than Jaron Jackson Jr. But the same kind of rim protector. Not the same level, but like a skinnier version. Jared Allen, a, you know, a skinnier, not as strong, taller version of Stephen Adams. And they have a weak, small forward quote-unquote, small forward wing, who is good defensively, but objectively awful at anything offensively. Does that sound familiar for the Grizzlies? Um, like, the Cavs and Grizzlies are basically mirror images of each other in different conferences. 
and that's probably why I like the Cavs are like my second best, second favorite team in the NBA, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, but the next five for the Cavaliers, they play the Celtics twice, the Pistons, and they play the Miami Heat twice. For them, it's all about seeding, right? But the Grizzlies want them to stay in two. The, Celt the Cavaliers, I'm sorry, the Cavaliers are not going to get to the two seed. At least I would not imagine that they get to the two seed. Something would have to really happen to the top two guys, the, the Bucks and the Celtics. Um, but is it better to be the three seed or the four seed? Like, would you rather play a Heat team that could annoy you and pester you to death? Um, or are you going to maybe play a Knicks team? Like, which... Like, like, who would you rather play? Would you rather play this Nets team that is odd, but a lot of forwards? Like, I, I, I don't know which is better. And maybe for the Cavaliers, it doesn't matter. Maybe the three or four seed for them is who they're playing in the second round. Like, would you rather play the Celtics? Or would you rather play the Celt the Bucks in the second round? Like, to me, I think I'd rather play the Bucks. But you probably match up a little better with the Celtics. Um, so it is interesting. I think the Cavaliers are interesting, not only because their team is awesome and I really like watching them, but because of what path are they going to take? Um, you know, which seed are they going to choose? Essentially, is where that where I'm at with the Cavaliers. Number three, the Denver Nuggets, seven and three in their last ten. They get basically for the Nuggets, it's get to the finish line uninjured and keep the one seed. I assume they'll keep the one seed, barring a disaster. Uh, but it's it's get to the finish line unscathed because you don't want any kind of reoccurring injury to Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray, um, especially with Aaron Gordon being out. You don't want that to become a nagging thing like KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. You're going to need him. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, I don't really have much more for the Nuggets besides that. Like their priority is obviously keep the one seed because they think being in Denver is some home court advantage. I, honestly, in the playoffs, I don't think it's that big of an advantage. I think it's an advantage for the regular season, absolutely, when teams are traveling through. But when you have, you know, four games in the same spot, I, I don't think that that, you know, altitude advantage really is that big once you're, you know, acclimated to it. So I think the home court advantage gets a little overrated. It works great in the regular season. But I think the playoffs is just different because teams actually get used to it because they're there for more than one night stop, right? Um, so one seed, I know it's important to them, but I think even more important to them is getting there uninjured and hopefully the defense starting to show signs of a defense that could actually make a Western Conference Finals or an NBA Finals. Here we go, top two. Which one is it going to be? If you're keeping track, you know it's the two Eastern Conference teams at the top. Which one's one and which one's two? Number two, the Milwaukee Bucks. What? Yeah, Milwaukee Bucks, still number two, only number two. They've won their last 15 games. They've had a nice run and things don't get really difficult for them. But here's the biggest thing. Last year, I think I made a bet with my buddy um, that at they, they were in this situation at the end of the year last year. They could have had the two seed. I believe it was a two seed and home court through the first two rounds. And they decided to say, screw it. And they dropped and gave it to the Celtics and became the three seed. And it reared its ugly head in the second round in that matchup where game seven at Boston was the difference between the Milwaukee Bucks advancing and going home early. 
I think they learned a lesson from that. As much as, you know, a team like this that super veterans been in the league a long time that has won in NBA Finals, I think they learned that lesson. And it was a difficult lesson to learn. That home court in the playoffs absolutely does matter. And that's what my but I told my buddy last year. When they gave up that two seed to take the three, and they were okay with it. They could have had it, they won it, and they didn't care because they wanted to rest players. I said that that is what will bounce them out of the playoffs early. And so I think they realize that they, they're definitely staying one or two. I think they want the one. Um, but that doesn't mean if they're the one seed, they're going to all of a sudden be my number one team in the NBA. Um, there's just so many things about this team that I still have question marks. So they're on a really, really nice run. But we also know the Grizzlies had a really, really nice run. And what happened after that? Um, now, certainly there's a more maturity, more stability with this Bucks team. But like I'm just when it gets deep in the second round or Eastern Conference Finals, and it's okay jay crowder grayson allen like those are my wings to choose from where like wesley matthews those are my wings i'm just you know i i just think the number one overall you know is the boston celtics is just better when what they're able to put out there wing wise than what the bucks can put out there to supplement you know Giannis basically um but the next five for the bucks they play the magic twice they play, well, I think they actually play, you know, a lot of these games they play tonight. So some of these are already, you know, we'll know if they have won or lost. But by the time this post on Thursday, but they play the Magic twice, one tonight. They play the 76ers, the Wizards, and the Nets. So is the only game that they might lose in these next five, the 76ers? Like, could they lose to the Nets? Are they just going to rest on these? Like, could they be at 20 wins by the end of this next five? Like, that's certainly possible. Um, and that's, that's actually, I don't want to say it's going to happen, but I could definitely see it happen because I think the Bucks want the one seed. Now talking about the one seed, the Boston Celtics, number one overall in the power ranking still. They've been the top three, top five the entire season. Seven and three. They take number one back over from the Nuggets. Seven and three in their last 10. They're starting to get hit with injury stuff, little bugs, little nicks here and there. I know Brown hasn't been great since he's come back. He's wearing the mask. Uh, Tatum has been awesome overall. Know about the All-Star Game MVP. Who cares? Uh, next five, they play the Cavaliers twice, the Nets, the Knicks, and the Blazers. Now, they get a nice little five-game run here before they go on a six-game road trip. So a lot of these teams have a really interesting road trip coming up, which will tell us a lot about the seedings and where people might be um, in the next week or two, how the kind of playoff picture might be lining up. So this isn't going to be the last time we're going to have the power rankings. We will have probably one more final power rankings before we get in the playoffs and might, start, might talk a little bit about playoff predictions, who are the most likely teams to win the NBA championship. Um, I know you can probably just look at this list and basically say, well, this team, this team, this team. And that's maybe essentially that's how this is going to end up. Um, but the Celtics are number one. We'll have one more power rankings update in a month or so right before the playoffs. Uh, so hope you enjoy that list where the Grizzlies are at. I think they'll stay basically. We're just, you know, it'd be nice to get the win, especially tonight against the Rockets. And then hopefully this weekend against the Nuggets to set us up to keep that two seed, to get ready. Um, and keep incorporating Luke Kennard, our new piece, 
and see how things kind of look, um, especially with getting Stephen Adams back. Hopefully that's not a lingering thing. So I'll do it for me by myself on free basketball. Now we're going to cross over here, get Nate in here. Hopefully the audio is much better. Um, and we'll get into last mascot standing between me, Cody, and Nate. All right, we are here now with Nathan. Um, you have heard him on the Grizz901, the live pods. And we have been planning this. This is technically crossover week, just uh, a month past. We have had this recorded. This is not late. Um, we've just been saving it. No, we just haven't done it. Um, so this is the extended crossover week that we have been promising for a month. So we finally all got together. Um, and so we have Nate join us from the Grizz 901. You hear him from the live show and he does all the, is it the proofing for the site? Like all the articles and stuff? The what proof. is that all that you do? Oh, oh, editing and publishing and all that jazz. Most of it, not all of it. I, I kind of deferred as late as today. I was like, please, somebody else edit. I'm tired. <laughs> I've got two pods tonight. The Grizzlies play. I bet it's not fun because it's the Rockets on a back-to-back. -back. Mm. So, but yeah, I do a lot of that jazz. Gotcha. You yeah. do all the jazz for the Grizzly. Yeah, I do all the jazz. All the jazz. Nice. Including jazz hands. Utah, right? Including <laughs> jazz hands. Don't know. That's the only jazz I don't do. Don't relate me to that. <laughs> but scum. you are in Utah, right? Jazz. I am in Utah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Cody is closer to you. He is in Kansas City. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so cody just Split got back from colorado didn't you just go colorado i did i just got back yeah um i mean anyways. i didn't get back i got back like two weeks ago so <laughs> it's, it's okay same time we started crossover week this week yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's yeah. right um so what we're doing here today is we promised last mascot standing so that is what we're going to do here um last mascot standing and maybe a little impromptu grizz topic which resurface today i don't know if maybe that'll clue you into what the mini topic might be uh but we're not trying to keep nate here forever so we're going to get right to it so cody we haven't done this in like two weeks so what's our next matchup are we done with everybody for the first round or do we still no, we got like things in it? we got we got like three or four more left in the first round okay hit us with the next one all right so our next matchup we have the mavericks mm. which if there's a couple ways we can go with that. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> and then we have the Pelicans, which is a bird of the sea. So, <laughs> it's um, a maverick. Uh, a maverick? A horse of the a, ground? What? It's an elite a fighter pilot ground? based not near the, near yeah, the Pacific I was, coast. Ooh. I was going to say, yeah, it's either a fighter pilot that, based on the life and times of Tom Cruise or. Um, it is, or it could be a person in their political party who votes a different way than what they normally would. That's what I learned a Maverick was in elementary school. It could be me supporting Dylan Brooks and that, there is 901 ooh, crew. Yeah. That's a, that's a Maverick move right there. Which However, I think we're being I feel honest. Like we're not three of those on any of the actual origins of what the Maverick means. But what they do show is a horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Your logo. It's gonna be horrible. They should change right? it to Tom Cruise. <laughs> that would be that would actually be like <laughs> that would be amazing. Because like, what if he just he just like 
if he wants to go to any other game, like, can he only go to Mavericks games then? Because he if has he's the mascot, like, it's, it's got to be team sponsored gear no matter where he's at. He can't show up to a Lakers game in a leather jacket. He's got to show up to a Lakers game in a leather jacket that yeah, is, has like, a Mavericks logo on the back sitting next to Mark Cuban. So, as yeah. a mascot, does he wear a mascot uniform of himself? Like, just a bigger. Person? Is it a big cartoony Tom Cruise? That's like claymation. Is that oh, the kind like of mission? Or talking about big Ruby, 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 Ruby. Tom Cruise. It's like Gumby Tom Cruise. Uh, uh, yeah. You've got to put the mascot suit on. Imagine the Tom Cruise <laughs> smile on a mascot head. He's a little guy. He's got. We got to make him larger than life for the for the TV screens and for the uh, you know for the arena. He does some stunts. You got to know it's Tom Cruise down there. This this would be a great mascot. Well, okay. So to the matchup, Mavericks Pelicans. Nate, since you're our guest, what's your first thoughts? What's what's the battle here? Is it depending I mean, on which mascot you choose, or are we going versus her horse versus pelican? Because well, if you but, fighter pilot versus a pelican, I mean, yeah, we all. I'm sure we all saw a Top Gun too. We saw what happens to the bird when it battles a plane, so <laughs> that makes it pretty easy. Um, I hope I always. I'm not a big flyer. I'm always terrified that our plane will battle a bird at some mm. point during my flights. I'm very glad that's never happened because I would piss myself next to poor Susan from and and seat CB. Uh, mm. But I don't think there's really much to talk about. The horse is going <laughs> to stomp the pelican to death. Tom Cruise is going to stunt the pelican to death. The fighter pilot's going to fighter pilot the pelican to death. And well, then I'm going to support Dylan Brooks. If I'm crazy enough to support <laughs> Dylan Brooks and this crew, I'm going to beat the crap out of that Pelican too. There's really mm. not much to discuss. It's yeah. a knockout, not even a gentleman's sweep, a sweep of all Mavericks mascots Yeah, against I, a poor Pelican. I'm sorry. I can't even think of anything that a Pelican brings to the table. Flight. <laughs> if it's against the horse. Yeah, but I mean like. Okay. Is, I mean, he, I, is I he kamikaze I right into the side of the horse? I just like, like to be the devil's advocate. Okay. Let's Eventually, it. it's got to fight. And it doesn't matter how tired the horse is like, from trying to chase around can, that flying bird. Like, wait, wait. The only way it can beat it is kamikaze did, into the side of the horse. The no, 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 no. How did I describe this bird when we started? Bird Dodo? of the sea? Bird of the sea, correct. How many horses do you know that do well in the sea? Seahorses? <laughs> Okay, so, you got are me. You saying it's a home and home for the pelican advantage. Yeah, like, yeah. if the pelican's like screw it's you, it's a neutral site, right? It's gonna be a neutral what about site. here in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. I'll be <laughs> grabbing fish out of the water and you'll be trying to climb up on that oil rig out there. So I mean <laughs> it's a test of endurance, is what I think. Because the flight mm. that the seagull has, it flaps its wings a couple times and it just glides because its bones are hollow. You know, that's how <laughs> birds fly, they're so light. And it's got those wings, so it just glides around. It's not really exerting much effort. It doesn't even have to exert much effort to eat. It just drops its mouth into the water, brings up, you know, a 64-ounce double gulp of fish and water, and then just takes that to the dome. And then we're right back to the energy zone. We got calories coming in. Horses just swimming around out there like, where's the hay? There's no oats in the ocean. So the horse is if you ask me. And then you got Tom Cruise. How, how far can Tom Cruise swim? He's going to oh. hold his breath for four minutes, make the <laughs> pelican think it's safe, come up, grab it by the neck, and strain uh, its neck. 
If the, I mean, Tom Cruise is a little guy. What if the Pelican just scoops him up? Nah, not what that little. The, what if he's just in a Pelican gullet? He's like 5'2". Sorry, there's no chance for our poor Pelican. He's dying. It doesn't matter. The only one that you really like have me on and that I think is tough to beat is the fighter pilot one. But that targeting system isn't going to target something that small. So you're going to have Pelican's going to be a dumb bird and fly into the engine. But you have to purposely do that to the bird. You got to put the engine where you need it. So you got to be a real precision flyer. You actually have to be Tom Cruise in the plane. No, mm. no, you miss you misunderstood. I'm saying the bird's brain is so small, it's going to fly itself into the plane, not realizing what it's doing. We're so, factoring in brain power here, of which the bird has not. So you're saying that this plane moving faster than the speed of sound is not going to displace the air enough to move the bird out of the way. Nope. Now we're into physics. Because I've watched <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, and I saw a bird get hit by a plane. Okay. I've never been so in depth. This so is a, bringing this is in what, aerodynamics into his. I, uh, uh, I failed physics in college, by the way. So to take it to take it back to what our earlier thing was, I agree with you. It's the Maverick. <laughs> but it was just fun to go down that road. I appreciate you yeah. making me work for it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I started. I started that whole argument with I agree with you. With the pel- it's the. <laughs> I just wanted to see how we, what we could do there. So that was a good word, fellas. Took eight minutes to get there, but uh, I was wondering because I was like, "You're the ultimate judge. This is your tournament." So I guess yeah, Mavericks I do advance. But who's who's our next matchup? If boy, I hope it's not any. Uh, I hope it's more cut and dry, because this one had like five alternate opponents versus one. See, um, I think this one's going to be interesting. Oh, because we got the Bucks going against the Pistons here. Oh, okay. See, that's tricky. So you the have first thing I hear in Pistons. Exactly. Well, <laughs> depending how big the buck is, my car may or may not win that battle. Yeah, I, I mean, know this from experience. <laughs> but is it? But is it dependent on your car, or is it the entire Detroit auto industry? Mm. Mm. Which did collapse. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> in which case, never ask for government bailout. Dear, <laughs> hold on. No deers are coming to my door with his hand out. Uh, so this is Obama. This is Obama era uh, car. Detroit. Is this what we're talking about? I don't know. I'm just, I mean, the coal auto industry in general, I mean. <laughs> so, so set up the battle for us, Cody. Like what's, what's your breakdown here? What, what, what would your be descriptors for us to go off of? Well, I mean, the best logo that there ever has been for the Pistons was of a horse. So here we are mm. back with horses. Mm. Um, and then the bucks are a deer, which is basically a small horse with horns. <laughs> um but also could be a big horse with horns because <laughs> specifically this is a buck so it's a male deer so it definitely has horns um in the piston scenario bucks bucks so there's a there's a couple pistons i mean if we're talking about a literal piston it's a piece of metal that is in the shape of like you know it's got a club yeah it's Beat a club with it yeah, you can hit the buck with it, but if it's just a club, it's just sitting on the ground, dog. Mm, true. Here's you the know, problem: you have to have somebody to wield it. 
you know, talking a tree about... isn't very scary on its own. But if somebody's mm-hmm. holding a whole tree in their hand and tries to hit you with that, that is scary. Yeah. And are we talking about a Tennessee whitetail buck? Mm. Or are we talking about like Alaska, six months of winter mule buck that mm. can basically looks like the size of a house? Uh, which one do you think would be closer to compare to Giannis? The mule deer that experiences six months of winter and darkness. Okay. So then let's go with that one. That's okay. what I'm because when because you know, yeah. Here's the other part of that. It's not a buck, it's bucks. Right. Yeah. So that piston in that car, it can't just run over one Giannis equivalent buck. Right. It's got to run over at least two. The, I think it's yeah. safe to assume it's dark, it's cold. The bucks probably need to huddle together for warmth. Four to five bucks. I don't know many cars. I don't know many cars that can make it through that. I don't either. I was just about to say, even one buck, if you hit a deer on like the highway or something like that, your car's fucked. You're done. You're toast. You don't hit a deer on the highway, you're good. Sometimes you hit a deer on the highway and the deer like limps off into the night and you're sitting on the road waiting for highway patrol to show up to help you out. So I think the bucks are going to take this one. Yeah, I I think I'm going to side with the horse like animal that has spears all over its head yeah i mean like you know yeah you got a 12 point du- 12 point buck i think that that means it has 12 points on its antlers which is like 12 spears which is way oh. more than six cylinders exactly which means the bucks win yep all right wow. there we go that well, was, that was easy. <laughs> man a consensus vote that's awesome wow. that was unexpected the most, the most concise who's ever been this that was been on this that, that was pretty good i wasn't sure how long it'd take 20 30 minutes so since we went pretty quick through that we are going to get to this grizzlies topic well because, hold on uh-oh uh-oh i just wanted to say we just finished up you know our last mascot standing segment there and i just wanted everybody to know based on how we voted you call us the horse boys I don't think I like that. <laughs> I don't think I I should, name. that's why I chose it. It's I don't think we're going to TM that. I, I don't think I want to be a part of that. I want to copy. I want to trademark it, and I think that every time you know when we do crossover week, we're going to bring the horse boys back. The boys are back in town. Horse boys. Danny, we'll get tell me, Daniel. We'll get tell me Daniel a horse boys T-shirt. Hey, maybe that could be the newest episode on the Grizz Nine Hundred One feed. The horse, horse boys. boys. We'll have to get we'll have to get a winny sound for the background mm. too. You have to have that audio downloaded. Is that it? Oh, Not, perfect. Yes, let but me just no. cut. Let me just cut and yeah, just that. cut that out. Throw that on a soundboard. <laughs> Take that a drop. All right, now I'm buying into the horse voice. Now I'm kind yeah. of in. See, you get it. You excited? Now I'm Look, in. I almost had you guys on a pelican. Now we're Look, oh, all, now with the horse boys. Before <laughs> we switch to something a little more serious, now that you've done it for 15 minutes. Us or Daniel? Come on. I'm not. No comment. (laughs) No comment. I I have to see Daniel later tonight. Uh, You tell tell Danny Grain Pipe that we said what's up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He he will listen. (laughs) I will tell you, hey, Daniel, what Cody just said. Because I'll forget by the time I see him at halftime of this game coming up. Well, we'll know he'll listen because he needs some content. Because he just always uses our content. That's um, accurate. You tell him that from from us at Free Basketball. No, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have uh, to tell him that. That that we already <laughs> talk about. That we know. 
all right. Now getting to maybe a little bit more serious. I don't know how super serious this will get. That's hard to do on this podcast, but it resurfaced again today, which I thought was a year old news that September of last year. Was it September last year? Okay, I wasn't sure the exact time. That's what I uh, when I read the when as I read the article, I was like, this does seem like old news. (laughs) Let me tell everybody what that news is. Um, John Morant being brought up in the news again about the altercation that happened in a pickup game where he allegedly slapped a minor, a 17-year-old, who apparently checked the ball to him too hard or something like that. Um, I'm more curious, I guess, Nathan, about, I I know it's kind of a tired thing, and I don't think there's really that much to it, but do you find the timing curious the day after he goes nuts um, against the Lakers? That all of a sudden this is brought up again. Because if if you're in Memphis at all and you follow commercial appeal, any any local Memphis media, you've heard about this since September. Like you knew about it and it was moved on. Like they had the story and everything and judge and jury basically. And now it's brought up the day after he has that game against the Lakers. Like, is it just curious timing or what is this for you? If by curious, you mean I'm not curious in the slightest as to mm. why that it happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm just tired of hearing about it. There's there's a, the only two things to take away from it are one, it's the same thing that's going to happen to the Kings soon where everybody's going to start hating the freaking Kings because mm. they're fun and they talk. And it's already happening with him a little bit, which is unsurprising. Two, Ja does need to be smarter. You can't be slapping around 17-year-olds no matter how much they probably deserve it. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Listen, I worked with high schoolers for a long time, and every one of those kids needed another kid to beat them up. Yep. It helps. It helps build character. <laughs> it's why I'm able to take a hit and not be a complete head now. Because so I got I got punched when I was a kid. That's how I needed it. You're advocating that this needs to not be advocating. Pretty, oh, not no, advocating. Just kidding. I'm uh, throwing out a hypothetical. <laughs> I don't think I'm tiptoeing around it as much hurt. as I possibly can, but. If you're John Morant, dude, you just signed this massive contract. You've got all these endorsements. The spotlight is on you. You got to know better. And the stuff that happened in Indiana can't happen. The stuff that's coming about about his mom at Foot Locker can't happen, right? You can't have all these stories coming out. You just got to be better. And it's not even you can't have something address it. You just can't be the one addressing it. Get a guy. Yeah. Get a guy. Send Devante. <laughs> you can you know, afford it. Yeah. Send Dylan. <laughs> no, Shirtless. don't send Dylan. There's oh. going to be money. There's going to be money attached to him for the team coming up this <laughs> this coming year. Me and Daniel hit on that a little bit last night in the post game. But yeah, dude, Jazz got to be smarter. But it's just non stories, right? No, my only concern is that the NBA sees it so much they decide they have to do something about it and suspend them for a couple of games or something like that. But I don't think that'll happen. And it's just mostly a non story. It's just. Hmm. It's going to be what's going to happen if there's any kind of drama attached to him moving forward. Cody, bigger bigger deal. This Jaw story or Draymond punching pool? <laughs> uh, I think Draymond punching pool is like a bigger deal in, uh, in and of itself, like as a story. But I think with like, kind of like what Nate's saying, like you get this big deal, like you're kind of like, you're not like, you're not super well established in the league or stuff and things like that. Like you're a pretty young guy. Like you kind of have to just be smarter. And like mm-hmm. not do dumb stuff because like 
over the course of time, like, you know, one or two things happen, one, like things happen, whatever, like over the course of time, if it's just like a constant thing, like where it's, oh, this happened with John Moran again. Oh, this other thing happened with John Moran. Oh, this other thing happened with John Moran. Guess what happened? Guess who's doing something else again? It's John Moran. Like if that becomes like a pattern of things and then like the Grizzlies have stretches where they should win a bunch of games and they don't, then that like kind of goes to like, hey, are you guys mature enough to like actually want to win championships or do you guys want to just dick around and like be NBA stars and like have money and stuff like that and Mm. go back to the early 2000s, late 90s of the NBA? Yeah. Yeah, it, I I agree. It's a complete non-story. It should be over, but I just think it's curious the day after. It's like the NBA. Oh, yeah, it's definitely guys, right? like, like it's Shannon Sharp drops. posts that story. Shannon Sharp is the one that's like, he's calling the Washington Post going, hey, heard about the police. It's time. It's time. <laughs> I got to get this picture of that sweater off the internet. Can y'all, can y'all <laughs> that bring this back up? It. And it's like Dame dropping 71 or whatever it was, and right after the game gets his like first drug test in a couple of years. Like, yeah. It's just curious timing. As they head in the playoffs, they're sitting in the two seed. You know, Kings close it to one and a half games, but like they're in the they're in the driver's seat. And then all of a sudden, it's something else that's trying to distract. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Grizzlies are, you know, a team that can be easily distracted. And so that's why I'm kind of like that's what's just all I wanted to say about it. Just touch on it, really, because it was just weird. And I think it just needs to be mentioned that it was weird. That's the timing of it. A la Carl Malone, just touch on it. Mm. <laughs> I'm not letting the Carl Malone stuff go, man. I can't believe the NBA featured Carl Malone the way they did. What an asinine thing to do. It makes no sense. I'm just, I'm looking over my shoulder for the Carl Malone Mafia. Like, I thought we were all about the You are. I got Carl Malone, Toyota, Hyundai, Lincoln, all of them right down the street from me. Well, I can't let it go. I'm not gonna, just, I can't let it go. I just, don't understand. We got. I'm sure we're gonna get a cease and desist eventually. Like probably. We're this podcast network is done. <laughs> you don't have to edit anything else. We just all we need to bring on. No more jazz. Speaking of done, MC Hammer can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> can't touch this. Every 17 year old in the city of Memphis. Mm. <laughs> well nate we took up enough of your time i know we wanted to be quick so hopefully right at 20 25 ah. minutes you gotta get ready for the grizzlies and to be on the live show um just don't tell daniel anything we talked about tonight because um, i want it to be an original show for y'all tonight yeah no, i'll do my best kidding. to keep it under wraps <laughs> no, i appreciate you guys having me on this is fun it's a nice change of pace from uh mr coach brain daniel <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to do some last mascot standing and have a good time every now and then, let us know. Dude, yep. I'm happy to have another Horse Boys episode, but I won't do it until you have the audio to, to bring in, it in. Coming okay. to you guys this summer after the playoffs, the Horse Boys this summer. Uh, anything to plug though, Nate? Before we we let you go here, can't say that if we talked about Carmel alone. Uh, <laughs> nah, I don't have. I don't have anything you know we got a bunch of stuff coming out with grizzly uh luke has been sort of carrying the load lately he's got another one coming out here either tomorrow or friday uh, i'm not sure which which they will put it out yet but just keep an eye on that a lot of good written content if you want to do a little bit of a deeper dive and other than that keep tuning in to this the no bluffing show and grizz 901 post games there's some of the same people overlap you know we'll have a horse boy on each it feels like but it's uh i think a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different uh tone to it so it's it's a lot of fun a lot of different ways to have fun so 
keep coming and we appreciate all you guys hopping in with us yeah thanks for showing up to this episode for sure because we have been as poorly consistent as you could be kind of like the grizzlies um but now season's over for me like it's finally able to get into a routine so hopefully we'll be more of like we record this on wednesday early evening before the grizzlies game obviously Mm -hmm. um hopefully we'll be more of a consistent thursday thing so hopefully be free basketball every thursday with the live shows heading to playoffs and it's going to get geared up and i know daniel's I know Daniel's excited because I think he's, you know, he's done awesome with this and the way it's grown and he keeps trying to do stuff and add stuff to it. So it's exciting to see where it's come from because we were literally there at its birth, mm-hmm. Cody and I. <laughs> uh, and so we're excited to now be a part of it to try to ha- add something. I don't know if we're adding anything, but uh, we're having fun trying anyways. So uh, please keep tuning in to Grizz 901 and the feed No Bluffing Podcast, which you want talking about another roller coaster ride. Um, <laughs> that's that's more drama filled, which I think is a great. That's kind of de- the desperate Grizz wives. That- <laughs> that's the desperate Grizz wives version of Grizz 901. I don't know what the opposite of horse boys would be to that in equivalent, but we can probably brainstorm that. But oh, man. they're now. fun they're fun over there yeah they're awesome and uh check out all the articles pay attention to gris 901 live show tonight as we whoop up on the lake or the rockets hopefully and keep this new winning streak going so nate thanks for being here cody i'll probably see you again next week and everybody um, have a good rest maybe. of the week we'll see <laughs> thanks guys <laughs>